Welcome to the Back Row Texan Show. Brought to you by the Back Row Sports Network. I'm your host, Branson Thomas, talking all things Houston Texans football. Here we go. Hello, everybody. It is draft day. It has finally arrived, and I could not be more excited. You know, something substantial with football going on. Don't get me wrong. Bill O'Brien has kept me plenty busy this offseason with his crazy moves, but still, something that every football fan can enjoy. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how it plays out, how it is going to be on the TV. It's going to be a good time. We'll see. Uh, It's probably going to have the most views of any draft as of late, you know, probably even the past 10 years or something, just because everybody has been without sports for so long that they're going to be pumped up and just doesn't matter what it is. Shoot, ESPN 8, the Ocho has been on and people have been watching marble races for crying out loud. So pretty sure the draft is going to, gonna be a big hit that being said this is episode four thank you for coming back if you are a uh, a veteran listener and thank you if you are just somebody new who's interested in in today's episode we're gonna do our last mock draft for the texans we'll do a seven rounder and we're gonna throw in a little bit of a little bit of something interesting in the mix as well so let's get going with it So we're going to use PFF.com's Mock Draft Simulator because it allows trades. It shows, so when it's your turn to pick, it shows teams that are potentially wanting your pick and you have the option to, you know, try to work out a trade with them. So I think that's kind of cool. It, it It gives you that start as to who's wanting it as opposed to you saying, oh, I want to trade back. You know, let's see if somebody wants to trade back 15 spots and just throw a thing. This way, you know somebody's wanting to trade up. So we started out, you know, we don't have a pick until 40. And like I've said in my previous podcasts, I don't want to trade up into the first round. Somebody would really have to fall. I mean, Chase Young would have to pull a Laramie Tunzel and get caught smoking a bong the day of the draft and fall all the way to... 26 where we should have picked and we could trade up for the to the Dolphins then maybe but I'd really like to stay at 40 so in this simulator we started out all your normal guys are going Burrow still went number one Young went number two and so on and so forth well it got to the beginning of round two and there was still Grant Delpit There was still Patrick Queen, and there was still Gallimore, defensive tackle. Okay, I like all three of those guys, so I just have to make it a couple more picks to me, and we'll be good at 40. Okay, 
it gets to the Dolphins pick at 39. Delpit and Queen are both still there. So, with all the trade rumors that have been going on, I feel like the Texans, if it is true, would trade Bernardrick McKinney to the Dolphins for that 39th pick. If that is the case, and we do end up doing that, we're taking Queen with that 39th pick. Followed up by Grant Del Pitt for our 40th pick. So with our back-to-back picks, we took Patrick Queen, the linebacker, and Grant Del Pitt, the safety, and that changed our defense dramatically. With Del Pitt in the back, you know, being a free safety up top, roaming around, being the last line of defense, that already upped our game. But you throw in Queen who is a great cover linebacker, who's got all the skill sets. You know, he he's the top two linebacker. Him and Murray out of Oklahoma are, are the top two. You just added a huge dimension to two of the three levels. That's that's amazing. You know, that, that already drastically changes your defense. So after that, we don't have a pick until 90. And had Del Pitt not been there, I probably would have traded back on 40. Um, I would have probably tried to pick up another pick in between, but I felt I, I couldn't pass on Del Pitt. He's too much of a generational talent, in my opinion, on the backside of your defense. So we went with him. Now, we didn't trade back, and we don't have a pick till 90, so we got 50 long picks to go. But as we get closer to 90, there's a couple of guys I'm looking at that are still on the board. You know, there's Jordan Elliott was still there. Uh, Another defensive tackle, Fotu, was still there. Logan Sternberg, the interior offensive lineman, would be a solid pick there as well. There's a couple of guys that I'm, I'm potentially looking at. And when we get up to 90, they're still there. Or Jordan Elliott, excuse me, he got picked at 87. But we get to pick 90 and... Trade offer comes in. Denver is willing to trade. Looks like they're wanting to trade up. Not sure for who yet. Sorry. Word vomit. Um, But they have the 95th pick. So they're only five picks behind us. So on the little simulator, you can say you can choose some options for compensation. And they can either deny it or accept it. Well, I put on there the 90th pick for their 95th and their 118th. And the trade went through. So we picked up another pick in the fourth round, which I'm good with. And luckily for us, at 95, we still had a couple options of the guys I wanted. Um, So we went with the interior defensive lineman, Fotu. Leaky Fotu is the interior defensive lineman out of Utah. A solid player. You know, I've become kind of more of a fan of him the more this process goes on. You know, he's got that quick first step that allows for penetration and and gap control. He has a lot of upper body strength, which is is nice. Uh, He does have kind of an issue with his leverage, but he's going to be a rookie and there's going to be stuff to learn. And if anybody can teach him, it's our new defensive coordinator, Anthony Weaver. He was the defensive line coach, and look what he did to DJ Reader. So I have a lot of faith in, in the development of our, our defensive interior. 
Uh, so I'm, I'm happy to have him there. So now we're moving on and we are getting to pick 111. Well, Logan Sternberg is still there. So that is going to be my pick and I am ecstatic about that. Interior offensive lineman out of Kentucky. You know, he's super strong at the point of attack. He doesn't seem to get overpowered that often. Um, I haven't really seen it too much. He's got pretty quick feet and pass protection, which, you know, we have issues with sacks, and somebody that excels in pass protection is is really good. I don't know if he'll start over Fulton right away, but I definitely see him starting over him at least the second half of the season. He's going to work his way in there. And it may be day one. And it may be that the Texans feel that with this pick, they can cut Fulton and save $7 million on the cap. Not sure, but either way, I'm pretty happy about this pick. So now we pick at 118. Excited for that new pick. An extra, extra body that we didn't have before. A couple of guys coming into 118 that I've got my eye on. Bradley and Nay, edge rusher out of Utah, was still available. Um, Alex Highsmith, edge out of Charlotte, who I'm a big fan of, is still there. Logan Wilson, the linebacker out of Wyoming. I think he's one of the top linebackers in this draft. And I don't know if he's still there that may, may double down on linebacker and, and just see how that goes. Um, then I wouldn't I wouldn't feel crazy. Or I wouldn't feel bad about drafting, you know, a wide receiver here, maybe like a Van Jefferson out of Florida. Um, he's still there, or, or somebody, a big body possession receiver, something like that. Just because we have all this speed, we just don't have, you know, that big body, somebody who's maybe get open, do a lot of the contested catches for us. But sure enough, you know, it, my decision got pretty easy. Uh, Van Jefferson, Logan Wilson, and Bradley and they all went. Uh, and that left Alex Highsmith there from Charlotte. And... Like I said, I am I'm a pretty big fan of his. I think I've mocked him uh, in the previous draft. You know, he's got first step explosiveness. He's he's going to be more of a, you know, he's this is round 4, you know, he's not going to come in as an impact starter day 1. He's going to be a little bit of a development, a developmental player, sorry. But he gets to learn behind JJ Watt, Merciless, Martin, Aminahue, all these guys, you know, can help teach him the NFL. It gives us that extra depth at the position and potentially somebody there that, that could come in and, and help generate the pass rush. So now we wait until pick 171, and a ton of people are going to be coming off the board there too. So let's uh, let's get there and see, see what we have available for us at that position. There wasn't much available in terms that, you know, I didn't want to reach on anybody, and... You know, I feel, you know, at every level of the defense, we found somebody. Um, and I don't mind doubling up on any of those, even on t offensive uh, linemen, but there's just nobody here that I'm really looking for that could potentially make an impact that wouldn't just get cut before the year. So I am going to go with a wide receiver here, uh, someone who's, who's bigger and can go get those jump balls, and that's Isaiah Hodgins out of Oregon State. The kid is 6'4", 209 pounds. You know, he's got good ball skills, really good hands. Um, he does have a little bit 
more difficult time getting separation and beating press coverage right away. But, you know, you can learn that, develop that, you know, we'll see. But he's got great body control, great catch radius. He's really good at running routes. So if he's not pressed or if he does get away from it, he can get open there. He's got, like I said, he's got great hands. He, he catches almost everything. He'll be able to, you know, come in and play on special teams and help out there. But he does make those acrobatic catches look easy. You know, maybe we'll get, get some more uh, amazing catches this year that Hopkins, you know, would provide for us on a yearly basis. So we'll see. Uh, that does it for this round. And we have picked three picks in round seven. So let's go. Let's see what, what's given to us there. You know, as we use these round seven picks here, we've got 240, 248, and 250. You're trying to find those guys that'll come in on special teams, maybe contribute in that aspect, maybe down the line even be a solid rotational player. At 240 here, though, I'm looking for a running back. I got a couple that I'm keeping my eye on that I wouldn't mind seeing the Texans take here. Siwo Olanula, running back out of TCU. If we draft you, I promise I will get your name right. He's a solid back. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, DJ Dallas, running back out of Miami. He is another one that I'm a pretty big fan of. And then Michael Warren the second, running back out of Cincinnati. All three of these guys are good additions to Houston. You know, Warren the second out of Cincinnati, he's going to, you know, short yardage, be your power back, that that good complement, change of pace to the other two. So at 240, I do end up taking Siwo Olanulia. Olanulia. Something like that. Like okay, I'll practice if we get you. It's out of TCU. Big running back. Kind of reminds me of what Alfred Brute used to do you know he, he can pick up that short yarded stuff he picks up the tough yards I mean he he's kind of a bruiser and he, he actually ha he's pretty quick for his size so that is a plus in that aspect um, he's 6'3 240 pounds so he's not small by any means he uh like I said he's gonna gonna be our short yardage guy we don't we don't have that guy on the roster right now um, he's going to get the reps between the tackles, and Bill O'Brien loves to run between the tackles. I mean, look what he did with Lamar Miller, and everybody in the planet knew Lamar Miller should run outside. But it is what it is. You know, he he keeps his pads low, and he's always moving his feet and falling forward, and that's really big. You know, if you can fall forward, you know, it's a trait they say. You're, you're getting positive yardage. You're not, you're not getting a lot of loss. When you make contact, you're not falling backwards. You're making them fall backwards. So it's nice. And he can catch out of the backfield if needed. So it's not it's not like he's a one-trick pony. Now at 248, like I said, we're just kind of getting some depth in other positions and special teams. And so we're going to go with Thakarius Keys, cornerback out of Tulane. You know, he's a good cornerback. Got good traits that we could develop you know he's got great size he's you know he's going to be depth for us you can never have too many cornerbacks and like you said special teams is a place where people earn their spots 
Um, he's really physical, super disruptive. And like I said, he's got a lot of those traits that we can work with. And now at 250, I'm actually going to double down on the cornerback position and go with Reggie Robinson II, cornerback out of Tulsa. Ideal size for an outside corner. He's got lots of skills to develop also. So again, we're drafting these guys to develop them, maybe add to special teams. I mean, this kid, he ran a 4-4-40, you know, so he's good at shading receivers with his speed. Uh, maybe he comes in and helps out on special teams, maybe gives Carter a little run for his money returning. Great ball skills, always seems to have an eye for where the football is going to be. So that's our draft. Uh, we can recap. We potentially snagged Patrick Queen in a trade with Miami, giving away BMAC for the 39th overall pick. Pick 40, safety at LSU, Grant Del Pitt, who's kind of becoming my draft crush. And if he's there, I really, really hope that they take. Uh, traded out of pick 90, dropped back to 95 and picked up 118. So at 95, we took Leaky Fotu, defensive lineman out of Utah. At 111, we took Logan Sternberg, interior offensive lineman out of Kentucky. 118, we took Alex Highsmith, defensive end out of Charlotte. 171, we took Isaiah Hodges, wide receiver out of Oregon State. 240, Siwo Olaniluia, running back out of TCU. 248, the Carius Keys, cornerback out of Tulane, and 250, Reggie Robinson, cornerback out of Tulsa. So I'm definitely loving the beginning of this draft. And, you know, if if Bill O'Brien can make some sparks happen and, and we get something close to this, where we're we're hitting defense on every level with just a few offense offensive pieces thrown in there then I think it could be a solid draft. He is a very defense, excuse me, he's a very offensive-minded coach and GM. Hopefully, you know, Weaver can get in his ear. Cornell can even throw some input in there and have him focus on building a good defense because that will help the team overall and probably help the team the best if he focuses on defense. The Texans, oh, I think per draft value, are the third lowest in terms of draft draft capital. So he's, he's given away a lot, and we don't have as much to work with. So it will be interesting to see what happens. But, you know, today is day one of the draft. We do not have a pick as of now. And like I've been saying, hopefully... We do not have a pick by the end of the night. We go into tomorrow holding pick 40 there. Looking for uh, looking for an exciting day. Uh, still going to be tweeting out um, during the draft or in the first round, talking about different players, where they're going, stuff like that. So follow me at Back Row Texans. And... Everybody uh, go out and enjoy your draft, get some beers, some wings, some whatever your choice of food and drink is. Either way, enjoy it. We finally have some football stuff to watch on TV and to 
to really take in. So have a good one. Stay healthy out there. Don't forget, go Texans!